0: Hey, this is Todd Herman, host of the Todd Herman Show. They call me the Emerald City Exile. But we just watched, once again, the professional Republicans screw the country. The omnibus bill, almost $2 trillion, is poison. It's a raiding of the Treasury. It's a betrayal on every front. Check out the Todd Herman Show every day on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Dana Lashes, Absurd Truth Podcast.
1: We got uh, a very interesting bit of drama involving congress a little small bit in a corner of of america katie porter uh is a representative from southern california she's a democrat uh she was most uh most recently noted for complaining about the fact that uh as a single mom she couldn't make ends meet for her kids on the measly salary of one hundred and seventy eight thousand dollars a year um she is now also uh, according to uh to a conversation going around the country uh out there on the twitter um she's fired one of her staffers because the staffer gave her covid and uh the the uh the back and forth has been released out there into the public uh, medium uh seeing some of this um they're they're looking at this uh this young staffer of hers who's worked with her for a couple of years apparently exposed her to covid And Katie Porter, not happy about this, declares, why did you not follow uh, office protocol on testing? It's really disappointing. The young staffer says, I'm terribly sorry. You're right. I should have done better just because I felt okay in the moment doesn't mean that I was. Oh, but it goes on. Sasha, I cannot allow you back in the office. Given your failure to follow office policies, Cody will be in touch about having your personal effects shipped or delivered to your home and will lay out your remote work schedule and responsibilities for your last few weeks. Sasha then responds, I understand. Thank you for the last two years and all that I have learned I hate to have disappointed you in this manner, as I know it isn't an excuse. I had just found out my friend from the Navy had been murdered, and my head was not in the best place. Not an excuse, but the reasoning for the lack of forethought. I appreciate everything this office has done for me. Then she responds, Katie Porter responding, well, you gave me COVID. In 25 months, it took you not following the rules to get me sick. My children have nobody to care for them. Uh, Well, that's true. But, I mean, you see... These people that represent you in Congress, I've, I've met a number of these people over the course of my career doing talk radio, producing uh, uh, for, for different radio programs. And there are some people who are really terrific Congress people, tremendous professionals, give the shirt off their back to help you. Those are usually the people that are not professional politicians. Those are the people who feel a calling to come in and serve, um, and and to and to try to make lives better for people. Those are rare people. The overwhelming majority are a lot like Katie Porter, who is just about two degrees removed from "Don't you know who I am?" She she is somebody that gets caught up in a fair amount of drama. Down there in Orange County, California, which, I mean, you know, Katie, Katie Porter is just she's she's somebody that just seems like if you're asking her a question, she's giving you an answer that you're really putting upon her. You, You are really testing her patience with your meaningless questions and concerns. I would not want to be a staffer in that office. Uh, There are a number of people I would not want to be a staffer uh, in any of their offices. But these are people who, let's be totally honest, um, believe that public service means the public servicing them, that you as a constituent are an annoyance. You as a constituent are, are nothing but somebody getting in the way of their broader agenda. And they really don't have any time for you. They don't have time for you. They don't want to have a conversation with you. You're, you're bothering them. Um, that's why they have staffers like this young woman, Sasha. And you see from Katie Porter, I mean, I, I, apparently her, her friend was just murdered. He had gotten out of the Navy. They had gotten out of the Navy. Um, this person was murdered. Um, it immediately becomes, look what you did to me. Look, I understand your friend was murdered, but look what you did to me. I don't think Sasha woke up and said, today, I'm going to give Katie Porter COVID. I don't think that's the case. Uh, I'm I'm willing to kind of go out on a limb there and and, and assert that. But now, now Katie Porter is internet famous. People who have no idea who she is are going to have takes on her position.
2: I like knowing exactly where my tasty, delicious meat comes from. And with Moink Moink. That places small family farms all across America. From farm direct to your dining table, Moink gives you access to the freshest, sustainably sourced meat and fish. Moink is dedicated to helping save rural America. Join the Moink movement today. The Moink difference is one that you can taste and feel good knowing that you're helping family farms stay financially independent. Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, and sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon straight to your door. Shark Tank host. Kevin O'Leary called Moink's bacon the best bacon he's ever tasted and Ring Doorbell founder Jamie Siminoff jumped at the chance to invest in Moink. Keep America farming by signing up at moinkbox.com Dana right now and get free filet mignon for a year. That's one year of the best filet mignon you'll ever taste. Spelled M-O-I-N-K box.com Dana. That's moinkbox.com Dana.
0: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com.
2: It's my
0: More than once, actually.
2: Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really?
0: Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void rep prohibited
1: by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech
1: kind of incredible we got the numbers the final numbers of drug deaths from 2021 106,000 people died as a result of uh, drugs and drug overdoses in 2021 what's so striking about this is the lack of an outcry regarding this no one cares no one's protesting no one's marching there's no discussion one would think that a president who is connected intimately to somebody with addiction issues would take a stand and say we need to do something about all this fentanyl killing uh, our children. Terrell Owens wants to come back to the NFL. He's 49 years old. He's talking to the Dallas Cowboys about coming back into the league. He's also a Hall of Famer. 49. Imagine that, coming back in to play pro football. You know who else is 49? Seth McFarland is 49. Do you want him lining up? How about Nev Campbell or Seth Myers suiting up? Those are all 49-year-olds, but somehow... We're looking at Terrell Owens, who's in maybe an amazing shape. I mean, let's be honest about this. Um, Elsewhere, alleged Paul Pelosi attacker David DePape. Is it DePape? DePappy? I always, I don't want to kind of make him feel not welcome. Uh, David DePappy pleads not guilty to all charges when he appeared in court. Uh, Democratic Rep Jamie Raskin announces that he has a serious but curable form of cancer. Uh, As much as I disagree with him on his politics, uh, I I hate to see anybody battling an illness that could possibly take your life. Um, Bill Cosby is eyeing a comedy return in 2023. I remember when he got charged with the stuff he got charged with, then he got out of jail. They weren't saying he was blind. Is he going to be back on stage doing stand-up? Is he going to still be doing the Jell-O pudding pops commercials? I mean, how is this going to happen? And then finally... Is Kanye missing? Kanye West's ex-business manager can't locate the erratic star to serve him with a $4.5 million lawsuit amid a rumor that Kanye is missing. Where's Kanye? I mean, I know we, we, we used to have that, pro. where's Waldo? But where's Kanye? To me, he's obviously hiding out somewhere with a bucket of money because he doesn't want to deal with the, uh, with the process server uh, issue that's coming his way. He wants to hide out. They're going to be jumping out of the bushes and coming after him. And many of you are enjoying uh, this uh, blessed holiday season, and I'm hoping you're having a lot of fun. Finally getting a little warmer here. It's uh, good to have 60 degrees in, uh, in, in uh, in the Carolinas. The white supremacist origins of exercise and six other surprising facts about the history of U.S. physical fitness. This is Time Magazine. Uh, hat tip to uh, Kane sending this my way. The white supremacist origins of exercise. So, Olivia Waxman uh, writes this piece. How did U.S. exercise trends go from reinforcing white supremacy to celebrating Richard Simmons? That evolution is explored in a new book by historian of exercise, Natalia Melman Petrozella author of *Fit Nation, The Gains and Pains of America's Exercise Obsession. It's going to be coming out in January of 2023. Nowadays, at the beginning of every new year, many Americans hit the gym to work off their holiday feasts. This momentum usually starts to fade in mid-January, according to a 2019 analysis of data on fitness tracking apps by Bloomberg. But such New Year's resolutions are pretty new, as is the concept of exercise as a way to improve bodily health. It's not until the 1980s that you start to have a consensus that everybody should be doing some form of exercise, says Melman Petrozella, a professor at the new school in New York City. Oh, that place where everybody's protesting because they don't want grades given out anymore. I I had the new school. Pinko Okami leftist as they come. Uh, per, perfect for reading on a treadmill or a stationary bike. This conversation with Melman Petrozella outlines the earliest ideas on exercise, delves into the history of various workouts um, and uh, the outsized influence of Richard Simmons. I I don't understand the obsession with Richard Simmons. He, he's, he's, he's a workout guy. I mean, what, what's the obsession with Richard Simmons? Your book, Fit Nation, starts out by talking about how fat was something to aspire to, was a sign of wealth and healthiness. How did Americans go from a mentality of fat is good to skinny is better? And Petrozella says, well, it wasn't until the 1920s. It wasn't until the 1920s when people started thinking about their bodies in a different way. In a moment when actually there wasn't a whole lot of access to caloric foods to be fat showed that you could afford things that were out of the reach of most people. And you could also afford to rest like you weren't out all day during manual labor all day. What's the most surprising thing you learned in your research? It was super interesting reading the reflections of fitness enthusiasts in the early 20th century. They said we should get rid of corsets. Corsets corsets are an assault on women's form. And that women should be lifting weights and gaining strength. At first you feel like this is so progressive. Then you keep reading. They're saying white women should start building up their strength because they need more white babies. They're writing during an incredible amount of immigration Soon after, enslaved people have been emancipated. This is totally part of the white supremacy project. So that was a real holy crap moment as a historian where deep archival research really reveals the contradictions. Your book talks about how at one point America's focus was on exercising so we could have a population that was ready to go to war. What is health and fitness culture training us to do? How has that evolved? Well, during the New Deal. Of the 1930s, the Civilian Conservation Corps would recruit out-of-work or impoverished, scrawny men to go to work in the forest and on public works projects. One of the ways they marketed the idea was it puts muscle on your bones. That really picked up during the Cold War. Right after World War II, you start to have more concern about Americans getting soft. This idea that the things that made America great, like cars and TV sets, were taking a toll on Americans' bodies. Presidents Eisenhower and Kennedy went on a mission to make exercise look wholesome and patriotic and focus on shifting the purpose of exercise to being a good citizen and defending your country. In the 1980s, there's a huge boom in the fitness industry connected to this work hard, play hard mentality. I was also really moved speaking to gay men who had lived through HIV AIDS and talked about how they exercised to display that they had a healthy body at a moment. When there was so much homophobia, some gyms became like community centers, sharing medical information like mutual aid societies. Another big turning point was 9-11. 9-11. 9-11 was another big turning point. You saw a boom in CrossFit mentality of almost like militarized fitness and girding yourself and your body for a fight. Not necessarily, by the way, in the 1950s, 1960s way of fighting for the U.S. Army. You know you need to perform. What era of fitness are we in now, she asks. Gym usage is rebounding rapidly since the pandemic lockdown ordinances. Really? Is that why? The gyms are open so people are using them? No kidding. That's incredible. I I would never have thought that. It's also really efficient for a lot of people to exercise at home. It's cheaper, too. By the way, it's cheaper. What's so unfortunate about the pandemic is how much it accelerated fitness inequality. You can go home and be on your Peloton if you can afford it, if you have space for it, but not everyone can. This is all about victimism. This is victimhood. Hold on. Not a mention of medical science coming out and saying you should take care of yourself. You shouldn't eat fat. You shouldn't eat garbage. You should be exercising. You should walk. Walking is free. You can walk anywhere. Uh, you can do push-ups with your body weight, sit-ups with your body weight, squats with your body weight. You can do planking with your body weight. You don't have to have an, a piece of equipment in your house. You could run. You can go to a local high school, run around their track. But this is all about white supremacy? Whoever commissioned this book and paid this writer uh, probably an exorbitant down payment on the book got took.
2: With the Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Where does the radical left's beliefs on sex and gender come from? Pastor Alan
2: Jackson explains.
0: We had a sexual revolution, and then we implement birth control, which was going to eliminate unwanted pregnancy. There would be no unwanted pregnancies. There would be no abortion. Immorality doesn't, that's not how that plays. The further we came from a biblical view of sexuality, the higher the abortion rates come. Let's put it this way. They wanted orgasms without responsibility. Subscribe to Culture and Christianity, an Alan Jackson podcast on your favorite podcast app. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man.
1: Did you know that 21 years ago, Nick Day proposed to his wife, uh, Shania... With a diamond engagement ring, but before the couple said "I do," the token of Nick's love went down the toilet literally. She came to me one day and said, "I think I lost my ring." She said it was on the counter. now it's gone. I think I may have flushed it down the toilet on accident," Nick uh, revealed. "Hmm, that's troublesome." The couple searched for the missing ring by getting down and dirty, trying to find that diamond. I climbed down into the septic tank so we could pump every bit of it through a strainer to try to find it. No luck, Shania said. Then last month, Nick's mother, Renee, hired a local plumber to replace her toilet. He discovered the ring lodged inside the toilet. He said, do you think that's Shania's ring? And I looked at it and said, well, oh, God, yes. Nick's mom, Renee, said, proving diamonds are forever, even if this one needs a good cleaning. 21 years of dookie. The ring's sitting down. The ring was wrapped up as a Christmas present by Nick's parents and given as a surprise to the couple on Christmas night. They brought this out. It was wrapped in a little Christmas bag. So we opened it up, and both of us knew exactly what it was. It's kind of an ugly cry. I sat there and said, oh, my gosh, this is my ring. This is my ring. I'm wiping my eyes and mascara is going everywhere. The couple says they may incorporate the diamond into a new piece of jewelry or pass it on for a future generation to enjoy. The couple says they learned a valuable lesson. Quote, check your toilets when you lose things. Elsewhere. Christmas Day robbery suspect runs and slips on ice. A Gainesville man, accused of uh, trying to rob someone on Christmas Day, slipped on the ice and hit the ground, allowing witnesses to get the gun away from him. Luis Sabocho Ordonez, age 30, was charged with armed robbery and aggravated assault, according to the Hall County Jail Database. He remained in jail Wednesday, December 28th, with no bond. Gainesville police were called to investigate an armed robbery about 1 a.m. on December the 25th on Atlanta Highway. Lieutenant Kevin Holbrook said Sabocho Ordonez tried to rob a person leaving a business on Atlanta Highway, pulled a gun, demanded money, but guess what happened next? He slipped. He fell on the ice. Crime doesn't pay, folks. They always get their man.
0: Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Todd Herman, host of The Todd Herman Show. You might have heard me on Rush Limbaugh's show. I was a regular fill-in for about eight years. God rest Rush. I now do a show out of the high mountains of free America because, you know, I got exiled from Seattle. But we just watched, once again, the professional Republicans screw the country. The omnibus bill, almost $2 trillion, is poison. It's a rating of the Treasury. It's a betrayal on every front. Not just our southern border, there's gun-grabbing stuff in there. How are they going to deputize your kids effectively? Check out the Todd Herman Show every day on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Supreme Court rejects 14th Amendment arguments for kicking Trump off the ballot. The Biden administration admits secretly flying 320,000 illegals into the country last year, and some unhindered hinged never trumpers want to ruin the lives of people seeking a no labels third party candidate i'm greg Corumbus. join jim garrity of national review and me each weekday for the three martini lunch podcast we'll give you the good bad and crazy news of the day and hopefully a lot of laughs too follow the three martini lunch on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcasts